Hey, and welcome to the Weather Channel. I, Allie, personally know that when you're at rock bottom, it can feel like God is an emotionally abusive boyfriend. This podcast exists to disprove the theory that joy and goodness are only found in perfect circumstances. Here, you will hear real stories from people who, when faced with heart-wrenching circumstances, chose joy, whether or not it made sense. Hey, Weather Channel community. I am so excited to be back with you this week. But before we get started, I have one quick announcement, and that is that for the next 10 days, we are having a spring sale on our tees and tank tops. And I am so excited not only to be able to share this with you that we got to put them on sale for the next 10 days, but that it is finally or almost finally, depending on where you live, warm enough to be able to wear a tank top or a t-shirt. So grab one of these t-shirts or tank tops for yourself and or for a friend. You can always match your friends to support somebody who is in need of encouragement who's going through a hard season. Maybe they're doing cancer treatment. You can grab some of these tees for yourself and some friends to show your love and support for this friend. Or you can just grab one for yourself or just send one to that friend who is in need of encouragement. I guarantee it will put a smile on their face and they will feel so loved and thought of. You can grab these at AllieChristian.com slash tees uh, for the next 10 days. All right, here's our episode for today. Hello, Weather Channel community. I am well aware of how I sound. Um, first things first, I am a little bit sick this week. I'm not exactly sure what is going on, but I'm thinking something along the lines of a sinus infection. And my husband has made me well aware of how I sound by plugging his nose and talking to let me know that that is how I sound. So I am fully aware of how I sound, but I hate to be away from my Weather Channel community for too long. And I know that I have dedicated, or I have told you that I have dedicated, um, at least doing a podcast episode every other week. And it is truly my joy to be able to chat with you for at least every other week in this crazy busy season of life right now. And so even though I sound horrendous, <clears throat> and you are absolutely going to hear me clear my throat. Possibly you may even be blessed with hearing me blow my nose. Um, we may be able to edit that out, hopefully. But um, I still want to be able to chat with you all because I love this community so much and I love being able to chat with you and encourage you and just share the things that the Lord has put on my heart for you. So um, just for um, some insight into, I always love to share some insight into our day and what is going on here. So my husband, many of you know, he is a first responder and works crazy busy hours. He worked Saturday and Sunday, full days. He doesn't come home and he got home yesterday, Monday to find out that something was leaking from my car. And he worked on it all day yesterday. Yesterday was supposed to be the day that he finally got some sleep. And as he worked on it more, he realized that it wasn't just something leaking, something small, but it was the entire transmission. So my he is currently under the hood of my car right now. And bless his heart, he is truly an angel for being up. It is Tuesday, by the way. I don't think I said that. Um, 
he has been up. He did sleep last night, but now he's back up working on this car. And he really just needs to be sleeping right now to catch up on all of the sleep that he missed from being up for 72 hours. Um, And so it's just been one of those weeks. (laughs) And um, like I said, I am sick and it just feels really chaotic. And if I'm being honest, it feels a little bit... um, like I'm feeling a buzzing anxiety and a little bit of worry. And so it is one of those days where I am just constantly turning my heart over to the Lord and saying, Lord, this is how I'm feeling. I know that anxiety and fear are not from you. Please remind me of your truth. Remind me of who you are. Give me peace. And he has been faithful too. Um, But I just wanted to share that for those of you who may also be feeling some kind of low-key anxiety and you have just already had one of those weeks and it's only Tuesday or maybe Monday if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out. But, um, so I am, I am preaching to myself today. Um, and in my notes, I literally wrote that preaching to myself today. Um, I stumbled upon a blog from about a year ago that I wanted to share that the Lord just put on my heart to share for today. And for a while I thought, Lord, why are you having me share this with them today? And then as I read it and wrote down notes and was journaling and writing down my thoughts and all of the things that I wanted to share with you all about it, I realized that he is preaching to me today. He is ultimately speaking to my heart today through this message that he has given me to share with you. So I, if I may, I am going to read one of my blogs from, like I said, about a year ago. Um, And then I have a little bit of encouragement and just some things that we're going to chat through. Something that, something new that I started doing in my uh, quiet time, my journaling time with the Lord um, that has just been really, really helpful that has just brought me to my knees with the Lord in prayer and helped me see, um, brought me a lot of emotional intelligence, um, this, this new thing that I am doing, which I will share with you after um, I read this blog. So here we go. I know this may sound like blasphemy, but I am going to say it anyway. It's okay if you declare 2020 a decent year. It is also okay if you classify 2020 as the best or worst year ever. It wasn't a great year for us, but it also wasn't completely worthless. 2020 was the year I was declared cancer-free. It was also the year filled with more cancer treatment than I ever knew one person could handle. It brought us our very first home, but it also came with my notorious transplant. It provided space for sweet milestones for our girls and also space for our hearts breaking more than we thought possible. As I reflect on this year, a lot of emotions come up for me. As a natural pessimist, believe it or not, I am more often than not reminded of the bad memories associated with 2020 than the good ones when I reflect on the year. I also tend to be idealistic, and yes, you can be both, which means I'm finding myself labeling 2020 as the worst year ever and expecting 2020 to be the year, quote unquote. 
And while I believe in being honest with ourselves and others, no matter how good the good or bad the bad, I'm afraid that what I'm doing is idealizing how amazing life is going to be when the clock turns midnight on New Year's Eve as we enter 2021. And this scares me. Don't get me wrong. I'm all about a fresh start and opportunities to begin new amazing chapters. It's exciting to see new numbers on the calendar, especially after a year like 2020. It gives us hope to know we have a clean slate. It's inspiring to think about the potential a new year has. And I truly believe this inspiration comes from God. What a sweet gift of grace to have these feelings of excitement when we enter a new year. But what I've caught myself thinking about 2021 is mostly lies. That when the clock strikes midnight, we will be done with 2020 forever. That we just need to push through the last few days of this year and 2021 will be the year. That this year has been a total flop. That there will never be a weirder or worse year than 2020. And while I desperately wish these things were true, I have come to terms with the fact that they're simply not. Because here's the deal. No matter how terrible 2020 was, I will. it will always be a part of our story. And there may be a reason for the bad that took place that we may not be able to see right now. I have come to terms with the fact that while we're still on earth, we'll continue to have problems and hurt and fear and all of the things 2020 so kindly exacerbated for us. Sarcasm by the way, insert the sarcasm, <laughs> that the days of 2020 that seemed to drag on so painfully as an awkward, disappointing blind date were not wasted, that 2021 could be a year, a worse year than 2020, and that God is still good, even if that's the case. That even if 2021 brings more depression and fear and economic, political, and social unrest than 2020, that God has a perfect plan, that he's working all things together for the good of those who love him, that God didn't allow 2020 to slip through his fingers, and he certainly didn't make any mistakes. He didn't miss our heartache. He didn't miss a single tear. And most importantly, what I must come to terms with is that what I'm truly longing for is heaven, a place of certainty and perfection, a place without any crying or pain, and that a new year, although a rejuvenating fresh start, cannot truly and completely satisfy my aching, longing heart. Only Jesus can do that. So sweet friend, if you like me are hoping 2021 is filled with more social interaction, small businesses flourishing, and less Facebook arguments, those are good things. Let's work to see how those things happen. Let's work to see that those things happen. Excuse me. But if, like me, you catch yourself expecting a new year on the calendar to be the year, let's remember that our hope is not found in a calendar year or the economy or a new president, but instead in the Savior who offers perfect peace, salvation, and joy. As we continue to long and yearn in different ways in 2021 than we did in 2020, let's remember no matter the issues or frustrations or shock of the year, what we're truly longing for is home home with Jesus. And friends, I did not write that with any fortune telling abilities. So I had no idea that as I am speaking to you and and sharing on this podcast that Russia would be at war, that we would be in more economic and political unrest than I think I've ever seen in my lifetime. 
I know that we can feel uncertain and doubtful and afraid and wondering if these are the end times. And even that can make us a little unsure. Even if we are believers in Jesus, we can feel like, oh my goodness, am I, is, is this true? What I believe it will Jesus really be faithful to do what he says that he will do in the end times? Will I be saved? Will I be spared? Um, is this doubt that I have a sign that I am not truly saved or is this, um, something that I need to, are these end times something that I need to worry about? I know, I know these thoughts because I have had them myself, but I want to encourage you that having doubts is totally normal. Having fear is totally normal, but what is supernatural and not totally normal, but a gift that we are given as Christians, as people who believe in Jesus, is the gift of peace and confidence in the salvation that he who started a good work in us will be faithful to complete it, meaning he will never break any of his promises, the promises that he gave us of salvation and joy and peace he will be faithful when we seek him to provide that peace. And and in the end, when the end does come, when Jesus comes back for us, he will be faithful to take us with him. What a great reminder. What a great image to, to just chew on and put in our heads as we are feeling like the world is turned upside down and chaotic. I am in two small groups. Uh, one of them is a discipleship group, which is uh, called, it's more of a life on life group. So I am um, kind of just working through doing life as a Christian with some of my friends my age. And then I'm in another group, which is a mentorship group where I have a mentor, um, an older, wiser woman who is invaluable. She is worth her weight in gold, but we also have a small group that comes with that. So she mentors all four of us in the group individually, but then we come together midweek and uh, talk about the curriculum that gives us some structure for the mentorship program. And somebody in that group shared uh, a statement that I don't even think she realized was going to be very impactful, but it was so impactful. And it, it is something that I have truly been thinking about for the past week since she said it. I go to bed thinking about it. I wake up thinking about it. And I am so grateful for the truth that she shared, which is that fear and anxiety are not from God. They are simply not from God. Fear and anxiety are not from God. That is not who God is. That is not a part of who God is. That is not what he wants for us. And one thing that my mentor shared in that group was she asked a really good question because we were talking about end times. We were talking about being a little anxious, even though we are Christians, being a little nervous about what's going to happen, how it's all going to go down. Um, and she, uh, by the way, let me be clear. I am not either stating or denying that we're in the end times. This is not uh, an end times podcast, but the end, the end is coming. It has always been near, right? Jesus says that um, nobody knows the day or the hour that he will be back, but he will be back. And so we know that eventually he will be coming back, whether it's next week, whether it's today, or whether it's 10,000 years from now. Um, this, but all of that to say this is this is not an episode on the end times but i know for myself personally 
And for many people, many Christians that I have talked to, even if we are Christians and we know that we have salvation and that we should have peace because of Jesus, that we can still be a little bit nervous about, like I said, how it's going to go down, what's going to happen, is there going to be pain, what are things really going to look like? It's a little scary, I mean, moving to the house down the road, let alone be being brought into a a whole new way of life and um, people dying and things being done away with and new things coming. It's just a crazy thing to think about. And so the question that my mentor asked was, are we or am I, you can ask yourself this question, am I seeking his face or am I seeking his hands? Meaning, am I seeking to just look upon him and be with him and to remind myself of who he is and to just sit in his presence? Or am I seeking for him to just fix things or to have a have a quick fix and to make things okay and to make me feel better but to but I'm missing who he really is and missing the opportunity to just sit with him to just sit in his presence and be with him and look upon him when we seek his face or his heart however however you want to say it we find peace and joy and love and we're reminded that his burden is light for some reason we believe the lie that either the enemy is whispering to us or that the world tells us or that we just let our thoughts creep in with and that is that his burden is heavy that he is an angry god that he is not for us but the truth is friends that his burden is light And he is with us and he is for us and we don't need to be afraid. So I promised you at the beginning of this episode that I would share with you a new new exercise that I have been doing when I am finding myself with a lot of emotions. And this actually comes from uh, the small group, the Life on Life group that I am in. Our One of our leaders shared this exercise with us and has been asking us to do it every week. And it has been so helpful, not only to get to know the other women in my group and truly get to know their hearts and where their hearts are at during the week. But for me in my personal time with the Lord, um, it has been so revealing of my heart and of truth for me. And I have just heard from the Lord and been reminded of who the Lord is so much through doing this exercise. And so what we call this exercise is state of the heart. And I'm going to share with you the questions that I ask myself, that um, my small group asks ourselves when we are doing this. And so this is an exercise that I do when I'm alone with the Lord. I don't do it with my small group. I do it by myself while I'm spending time with the Lord. I might just do it once a week. It's not an everyday thing necessarily. It can be depending on the season of life that you're in. It might be a really rough and dark season for you. And maybe you find yourself doing this once a day, twice a day. But uh, for me right now, I'm doing it once a week and then coming together with my small group from church and discussing it with them. 
And this is really where, honestly, community and being part of the body of Christ has been so impactful for me. To it's It's been so helpful for me to just hear others' state of their heart, the state of their heart and how they are feeling, what they are thinking, what they are struggling with and wrestling with. It has been encouraging not only to hear the good that has come from it, but also to know that I'm not alone. I'm not alone in the distorted things that I might be thinking, in the deep desires that I have. So this is something that I would encourage you to do by yourself, but also um, possibly maybe with your small group or um, with just a few trusted friends who who are also believers. So the first question that we ask is, how are you doing? Very simple, um, but it just really kind of helps you take a step back and assess how you're feeling, where your heart is at. The second question is, and by the way, I will um, just give you a couple seconds to maybe grab your phone and bring up the notes app or grab a journal um, to write these questions down or whatever you can find to write these questions down. Um, And of course, since this is a podcast, you can pause it or you can um, just um, favorite this episode. I think Apple Podcasts has a new feature where you can favorite an episode and um, you can come back to it. So or just jot down the title of this podcast. So that you can you can ask yourself these questions, do a state of the heart um, assessment every week or as often as needed. Okay, so let's start from the top. So first question, how are you doing? The second question, what situation or circumstance is most on your heart? Next question, what am I thinking in this situation? What am I feeling? What is the driving force behind my thoughts and what am I longing for? And then um, to, to be able to dive a little bit deeper, actually a lot deeper, not a little bit, a lot deeper into these thoughts in this situation and where your heart is at um, in regards to trusting the Lord and, and really knowing what he has to say about the situation. Uh, we ask ourselves, what um, what are the deceitful desires that I am having? What are the distorted desires that I'm having? What are the deep desires that I have? And what will I do about this situation? What will I do about these deceitful, distorted, or deep desires that I have. Um, And as I have worked through these questions with a a situation that is on my heart, um, and I don't have, I'm not speaking of a specific situation, as I have worked through these questions with any situation that I have had, it has been so, so helpful um, to, to just work through that. It has brought me to my knees, like right to my knees, face down with the Lord, having conversation, asking him to give me a pure heart. Blessed are the pure in heart, right? Um, asking him to give me a pure heart and also seeking his face um, and and making sure that I'm really seeking his heart, which is where we will find a pure heart, right? And where we will gain that pure heart is by knowing who he is and resting in who he is. And 
um, it has brought me to that place of, of being able to seek the Lord and know who he is and hear from him and just rest, just rest with him. Um, and it has also helped me to be able to eliminate a lot of lies and replace them with truth. Um, and so, and honestly, y'all, so I shared with you at the beginning of this episode about the car situation and and you may have even you may even be hearing my husband outside right now like bang, I don't even know the car things banging on something hammering something I don't I don't think you hammer cars whatever he's doing out there you may even be able to hear him um but this has been a really stressful situation um we are not independently wealthy and I have had this car for since my freshman year of college which was a long time ago um and so we know it's on our, its last leg but we also know that we can't necessarily, we absolutely cannot afford a brand new car. And so this is something that, um, and on top of that, like I said, my husband's lack of sleep and lack of um, time to, um, in order to fix this and take care of this car situation stresses me out. The poor man needs a break. And um, he is just so noble and caring that he will not sleep until he knows that he can um, give me a safe car and give us a car to be able to travel around in. And so it, but it is stressful. Um, I say all that because it's stressful as his wife to watch him stay up. Um, so late, stay up for 72 hours total, um, working and then coming home and trying to fix my car. And, um, and so it's stressful and it's, it's been really, anxiety producing um, for me. And so this is what I will be doing my state of the heart assessment in um, today and chatting with my small group about it. And so I say all of that to encourage you to maybe just take a few minutes today, not only for yourself, but ultimately for your relationship with the Lord and ultimately um, as a result to bless your family so that you can really understand where you're coming from and compare it with God's truth and what he has to say about what you are feeling, where you are at, um, what you can do, what distorted, what what fears do you have that are distorted? What um, deceitful desires do you have? Uh, because if we're honest with ourselves, we have a lot, y'all. We have a lot. We live in this crazy tension of um, knowing the Lord and being called saints and having God see us as his son which is perfect and righteous. Um, but also we still live here on earth. We still struggle with sin and we still have dece deceitful desires and distorted desires um, and fears and anxieties. And so it is, it is a really, really encouraging thing that I encourage you to do today. So, <clears throat> um, last thing before we hop off of here and, um, leave this little, this cozy escape that we get every two weeks together. I want to share with you a few verses about trusting God, um, just to leave you with some truth and encouragement. Psalm 37, four and five, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he will act. Psalm 33, 20, our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Isaiah 26, 3. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. 
And the last one is also from Psalm 9 and 10, or sorry, 9, 10. And those who know your name put their trust in you for you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. And so friends today, I pray that as you seek him, maybe by checking on the state of your heart and bringing it before him, that it would encourage you and help him help you to really see him and who he is and um, and to really, really know that the God of the universe has not forsaken those who seek him. All right, friends, let me pray for us. Father, we come before you today, maybe with some really heavy hearts, God. There are just things in our lives that feel unjust and feel wrong and feel scary and produce anxiety. But Lord, we know that none of those things are from you. You are just. You are love. You are peace. And Lord, you do not give those things to us. You give us the opportunity to hand those off to you you take those from us. Lord, I pray today that each of my friends listening, that you would be able to provide them even five minutes to just check the state of their heart and bring it before you. And God, I pray that you would bless them so richly for seeking you. I pray that you would give them insight that ultimately points them to you and helps them live lives for you, trusting in you, knowing that we may not see what you are doing in the big picture, but that we can trust you with just the next step, Lord. I pray that we would do that and that you would bless us for it, Lord. God, thank you that we can trust in you with all of these things. We pray them in your name. Amen. All right, friends. I hope that this has blessed and encouraged you today. I know that it has blessed and encouraged me. And I just want you to know, I I said at the top of this episode how much I enjoy speaking with you, even if I am sick. I really, really enjoy and love this community. So thank you for being here and being the best part of this podcast opportunity and ministry that the Lord has put on our hearts. All right, friends, chat with you in two weeks. Hey, thank you for joining us today. I hope you're not falling for a lie that you could never be holy enough to respond to your situation as our guest today did. I know that's sometimes where my head goes when I hear stories of holy struggle, so can I remind you that you have everything you need to respond the same way? Jesus offers hope in our pain, and it usually only requires a perspective shift to notice it. So whether it's time in His Word, going for a walk through creation, or a heart-to-heart with a friend, this is your weekly reminder to take time to snatch that much-needed perspective shift. Thank you.